T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, what's going on, Ross? How you doing? Uh, you tell me. You guys came to uh, came to Philly and, and got it done in a major way. You guys must be having a great week. Oh, I'm having a great week. Goo, how about <laughs> your week? Yeah, uh, outside of yesterday, <laughs> Ross, I'm all right, baby. You know, I, listen, it's it's it was obviously a great game for the Niners, and now you try to figure out how important it was either standings-wise or if they meet down the road. And so that's basically what we're doing. So uh, just just give me some of your thoughts. You know, and you always have to – It was you were right. It was a tough spot for the Philadelphia Eagles in the schedule. But you know what? The 49ers took advantage of it. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, number one, uh, super impressive win by the Niners. <laughs> I thought they would win the game, as you and I discussed, and as I said on the Ross Tucker podcast and everything last week, I don't think I thought that they would score touchdowns on six straight drives. I mean, that was crazy impressive, but was not a good spot for the Eagles. The Niners were ready to roll. I think, you know, one of the things that was probably as surprising as any to me is the way the Eagles dominated the first quarter. Right. You know, I just wasn't expecting that. I mean, the Eagles had two really long scoring drives. They bogged down in the red zone. I'm always curious. You never know as to how the complexion of the game would have changed if the Eagles got a touchdown or two there. I mean, I'm pretty confident they still would have lost. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, what what would have been a competitive game? Would it have come down to the end? Um, that would have been interesting to see. But it's, I would say it's strange to see one team be that dominant in the first quarter I mean, the Niners had negative six yards on six plays, and then it was like everything changed after yeah. that. And so I think Kyle Shanahan certainly deserves a lot of credit for that for sure. Um, it's interesting, too, because a lot of these things I said before the game, guys, like your question about how much does it mean moving forward, I think a lot of that depends on what happens moving forward, right? Like yep. if – if the Eagles win the rest of their games and they're still the number one seed, yep. then I, I don't think it really means that much. Um, if the Niners get the number one seed out of it, I think that that is certainly significant. Uh, but I also think, you know, like on some level, the Eagles were not going to beat a really, really good 49ers team three times in a row. That wasn't going to happen. So, mm. um, you know, and maybe this is, how some people are justifying it, but I actually thought of this and said it on WIP in Philly before the game. If the Eagles were going to lose one of them, 
you know, that was the one to lose. However, you know, man, the way the Niners did it, you know, almost no matter what happens the rest of this year, guys, following some type of crazy injury, if and when they play against each other again in the playoffs, you got to think the Niners are favored, and rightfully so. No doubt, Ross. I mean, you're the former player, man. I mean, you, you cover this team. You talked about the first quarter, and Stani laughed at me, but I don't forget that Philly did that to this Niner team for a quarter. My question is, why did Philly go away from the slants? Why, why, what, what did offensively did the Niners do to start making hay to where they scored six straight times? Because I saw a third 19. Can I know it's one play, Ross? By Smith converted a 38-yard run by Brown, and I was like, oh, no. And then defensively, you had Purdy looking like, I was thinking, is there a little PTSD? What did the Niners do to, to just make that go away? Yeah, it's not a um, – it, it, it's a really good look for Kyle Shanahan and, and the 49ers coaching staff and probably not not a great look for the Eagles coaching staff that that – the adjustments that each side made made it that swing of that much of a mm. swing, right? Because you know, certainly one of the things that jumped out to me after that seemed like everything the Niners did was in rhythm. You know, it, it was like in the first quarter, it was almost like they weren't getting to their play action stuff. They weren't running the stuff that makes the Niners the Niners. And then once they got into that stuff in the second quarter. It was, like, unstoppable. Mm. And I guess the other thing that jumps out to me is, and, you know, you don't know how much of this has to do with, you know, the rest disparity or the Eagles playing in overtime against the Bills. And maybe none of it. I don't know. But, you know, the Eagles couldn't run the ball lick. And the Niners ran it very effectively, especially in the second half. And it just felt like, the 49ers wore the Eagles down. And we really won't know, unless they play again, mm-hmm. whether the Eagles were just kind of a tired team that, that ran out of gas, as I kind of predicted they would, or if the Niners are just that that time of, that those type of dogs that are able to just run them over right. like that, right? Just, just run them down. And, and that's why... Yeah, I think we all kind of hope. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you guys don't. Maybe Niners fans don't. But I, I kind of hope they get a chance to play against each other again. And I'm really, really curious. No matter where the game is, you guys know. By the way, offhand, and I don't think this would happen. But if they both finish, if the Eagles lose to the Cowboys Sunday night, yeah, and they both finish 14 and three, do you know? I'm forgetting right now who would get the home field. And oh, and the Niners would because they want to head to head. Yeah, right? gotta be head to head. I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Here, Here's one for you, you know, because I hope, yeah, I I think we all would love to see him play one more time, except Goo. Uh, I'd like to see his uh, his, his Cowboys Bad. in there. But anyway, um, so it's obvious that he, one of the things that the, the 49ers talked about after this game, uh, Ross, was that they were really disciplined in their rush, and they were unselfish. So what that leads me to believe is that the 49ers front four defensively is usually just a, a fire alarm to the quarterback. Okay, so they clearly did something with with Hertz where they wanted to contain more than just fly at him so he could take off in a certain direction. Is that 
a basic understanding. No, that's a thousand percent. That's a, that's a thousand percent what they did. Okay, so what's and the? I give them a lot of credit for it because okay. you know people were sitting there saying, "Look how much time he has. Right. Look how much time you know Jalen Hurts has, and he's got all day." And the, and the O line doing a great job. Yeah. And they were, but it was clear that the Niners weren't just going for sacks. Right. He that was discouraged. Niners, they were. They showed something to discourage him from hmm. taking off. I, I no, guess for sure. Well, so, they, they didn't. They didn't. Um, it's kind of like called cage rushing. Okay, where you're rushing, but you're trying to keep the quarterback in the cage. Gotcha. Right? Like you, you know, you don't want the DN to get upfield. You don't too far. You don't want the DNs to take inside rushes and end up as a result. You know, giving him the edge. And so the unselfish part of that is it's going to be pretty hard. To get sacks. I was going to say. So what's that. what's the four? What would be the adjustment on the Eagles' side if that's the way throw the they start? Throw, 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 throw the ball mm. in rhythm, mm. and that's so. To me, when a team does that, right. I see that a lot in college football. You know, which I call a lot on TV or whatever. And um, you know, it's what they're basically saying is. We are more afraid of you running or breaking the pocket than we are you having five seconds or four seconds or whatever to complete a pass on time from the pocket. Mm. And it's not, it's not a great look for the Eagles. Um, it did work to your point, your question about the slants and stuff. I think that's one reason why Hurts in the passing game really looked good, especially early mm. is because he had time, you know, because the rushers were more concerned about him not breaking contain than they were about trying to get to him. So he had time, and it's probably concerning to the Eagles that they weren't able to do that the whole game considering how the Niners were playing them. Hmm. Ross, I almost wanted to ask you, did you learn anything new about the Niners? But this world we live in, and I'm a part of it, this sports world we live in on social media is just crazy. And the reason I bring that up is – Brock Purdy hit the ground running, relatively unknown, had the three-game losing streak. I was in here nervous about him. And then now, all of a sudden, he's the MVP candidate. And, Ross, when I think of Montana, he had Rice and and, and John Taylor. Staubach had Drew Pearson. Magic had Kareem. When you look at Brock Purdy, yeah, he's in a good system. He didn't draft himself. Can you understand now, or are you ready to say Brock is the man, because I'm hearing a lot of people say, oh, he's just doing it because he's a product of a system. But, yeah, he's making the right reads. He's getting the ball out. Where is Ross Tucker out? Tucker at on Brock Purdy and just the MVP talk? Well, so first of all, I thought I said this or something similar like this to you guys last week, but I think he's a great player. I think he's absolutely an MVP candidate. You know, the most interesting aspect, I think, of Purdy's MVP candidacy might be his own team, you know? Because, mm. like, I'd be curious to ask the Niners offensive players, hey, who's the MVP of the offense? And I've seen what some of them have said, so maybe they would say, maybe they would say it is uh, Brock. But I still think some of them might say it's McCaffrey because of how everything runs through Christian. So, uh, but I think Purdy's absolutely an MVP candidate. And two things, right? We're to the point now 
where everybody's saying he's so underrated or under uh, underappreciated right. that I, I I think he's not anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Like every show I go on, they say that. So it's like, well, okay, wait a minute. Who's who's actually saying he's not good anymore? You know, I, gotcha. I don't know. I don't hear people saying. I don't hear that many people saying he's not that good anymore. I think most people are acknowledging. No, he's really good. The thing, the, the reason, the two reasons why he won't get the love uh, that he deserves until they probably win a championship are just draft status and lack of wow plays, mm. lack of highlight worthy plays, because that's the society that we live in now, right? I mean, everybody, everybody loves to see highlight worthy plays, and and guys, the week before. Josh Allen made, I don't know, maybe 10 plays. I don't know if you guys watched that game. But Josh Allen Incredible. The Eagles yeah. made like 10 plays that were like, holy crap. You know, whether it was a run or a throw by him, I mean, he's just a very, very unique special player. Whereas when you watch Brock Purdy, and this is one of the defining characteristics, I think, of really, really gifted and great players at times, he just makes it look so easy. Purdy, I, I told you guys this maybe last week, but when you watch Purdy, he's got that Brady aspect to him. And I'm not saying he's Tom Brady and everybody on social media relax. I'm just saying he makes it look easy. Mm. It, you know, nobody ever says, wow, right. did you see that quick read for that five-yard out? Wow, did you see how accurate he was on that slant? Like, you know, nobody says wow or is impressed when a quarterback just makes the right throw to the right guy at the right time without having to put 90 miles an hour on it or do it sidearm or do it while he's on his head or running sideways or backwards. Like, that's why for so many years, people still said every other quarter, all these quarterbacks were better than Brady. Yeah, but, you know, because I would love to see it. I would love to see a video of Tom Brady's highlights over the years. Because what are they? Like him throwing a, a quick out route to Welker? I mean, like what, 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 what are you, what's even on Tom yeah. Brady's highlight video, right? Ross, I got to sneak this one in here. As you were explaining and talking about Hurts to Stiney, I was getting goosebumps over here. So as brief as you can, when I say this about uh, Hurts Sunday, where I felt like there were lanes, but he seemed like he was a bit reluctant to run would you say that's fair? And I, I say that to say, do you think the knee is still bothering him? Because I felt like, man, he's just not decisive taking off as much as I've seen him in the past. You say what to that? He's definitely reluctant to run. Mm. And he has been a lot over the last month. And everybody in Philadelphia sees what you see. Wow. He does not want to run unless he has to. I think it's one of the reasons why they're calling certain runs, if you look, they're not calling wow, man. You know, as many of those zone read plays where he has the option to run off of it. And it's definitely bothering him. I mean, you have to ask him, I guess, but it definitely appears to be bothering him. It's definitely one of the reasons why he's not running as much. And then that goes back to the whole trying to get that week off with the bye and, and whether or not, He'll be feeling full throttle like they'll need him to feel when they get to the postseason. Because, it, you know, 
it's a really, really big aspect of what he brings to the table, and they need it, and he needs it. I mean, he needs to be able to run and, and run at a really high level for them. And maybe the other aspect of this is he's, he's got to try to keep something in his back pocket Man. for down the road. You mean scheme wise? No, I mean or? no, I mean, and and I was getting into this with with some fans, and it's not that he wasn't trying or the 49ers didn't deserve it, but to me, in a game like this where the Eagles had a tough, you know, was in a tough spot, the the Eagles are going to try to hang in that game by not, you know, by not committing everything right away. And so I do think there's a there's a part of Jalen Hurts that's like this one's not the one to run eleven times in to well, no, that's to win. Sure. You know what that's I mean? Not, like that'll be no, the that, game that, down the road if yeah, they no, need. That it. is for sure. I, I don't think they held back a lot schematically. Um, you know, I think they did what they thought they had to do to try to win the game. But I do think for sure they didn't want them to have to run the ball mm. very much if at all, and if they play in the NFC Championship game, like, you know, we think will probably happen, that'll be a totally different situation. Right. They, 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 you know, that's like, right. that's do or die at that point, yeah. and they won't be afraid to have him run it all. And I'll be really curious, too, to see if the Niners play it the same way. I mean, I would imagine that they would. I don't think there's much of yeah. like, why would why would they change things up? But now with the Eagles being ready for it the next time, you think... That they probably have a better a better plan for kind of the uh, the cage rush that right. the Niners came with. Ross, great stuff, Thanks, man. man. Uh, appreciate it as always, and uh, should be a great finish to the season. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I mean, even Sunday night is uh, a really yeah, big game man. for your Cowboys guru and for the Niners. Really, if you think about it, the Niners fans will be ca- they'll be Niner Niner fans will be Cowboy fans. That's a big deal, Ross. That is oh, the number one seed. They, they have to. Hey, just hey, just like just like this past Sunday, Cowboys fans were Niners fans. Well, yeah. there you go. It's true. Well, it's true. That's Ross Tucker. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.